Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Wow. 35-year-old defensive coordinator for Georgia. He's only been the D coordinator for two years. Dan Lanning is going to be the new head coach at Oregon. Why don't we get a an Oregon duck on the phone? Oh, good. It's Jeff Schwartz. He joins us. Uh, Jeff, did you hear the news? And what do you think? I did hear the news, except everyone in Oregon is denying it. So um, I, don't, I don't know if it's official, but... Um, you know, obviously the Georgia side thinks he's leaving because the uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution broke the story, right? So um, Oregon can deny it all they want, but obviously someone believes that this is happening. Um, and um, I, uh, I don't know much about, about Dan Lanning. I mean, I've asked around. Uh, he's a high-energy, great recruiter, kind of a you know, young mind, obviously. Um, and it seems like he would be a, a fit at Oregon, kind of in that saving mode, which is exactly what Mario was. And they didn't go after someone, again, it's all assuming he's hired, um, that it's kind of just a West Coast guy that will stay there for a while. It's been an issue, obviously, in Oregon with, with two guys leaving to go to their dream jobs. And, and maybe in four years he leaves uh, again. But, again, it's not confirmed. But three Oregon people, three separate ones, have now tweeted out that Oregon says it's not uh, a done deal yet. So I don't know, man. I'm just waiting for it to be over. Okay, but let's say it's let's say it's a guy who's been a defense coordinator for two years. You know, obviously that staff recruits the hell. It's it's, it's about recruiting, right? Um, yes. Uh, what are what are your feelings in the hire? If that if that is in fact the hire, do you like it? The the people that that I trust uh, to talk about the no coaches say it's a home run hire. That that he is high energy, great recruiter, family guy, young, innovative. Not an old school type, which I think plays well with, with, uh, with recruits now. And you know, Mark Cristobal was the same way, right? Great recruiter, uh, very personable, high energy guy. And it's all about obviously who you hire now, right? I mean, who you hire as, as assistants, as your staff, as your offensive coordinator, and the defensive guy. I don't mind the youth. Look, Chip Kelly was in New Hampshire 
as the offensive coordinator. He came to Oregon, was there two years, became the head coach, went 46 and 7. Like, I'm, I'm fine with youth. If Sean McVay, right? Oh, it's too young to coach. I probably said the same thing at that time, right? I can coach, right? So um, I'm not worried about experience, but if you bring energy and you can recruit and try to salvage some of our recruiting class, that would be important. Again, OC hire here. Um, we have a lot of good players. This thing about, about our roster, and, and I know Mark Cristobal said it when he left to Miami, and uh, it's a really good roster. It's three top ten recruiting classes. If we get a coach in now, maybe you salvage the six or seven decommits we've already had and bring that class back up into a top ten for this year, and we have a loaded roster. So whoever takes over the job, if it is if it is Coach Lanning, um, he, he will have a good, a good base to start with. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, yeah, it's this is none of this is good news for Oregon. Oregon's had a bad, you know, when USC hires a guy in Lincoln Riley who's already been recruiting the West Coast and flips a bunch of guys. Then they lay an egg against Utah. Then Mario Cristobal and how that thing ends was was weird. And then you hire a guy who may, I think probably will recruit his his tail off, but you know. Get getting in there and doing it after all this damage has been done is going to be really hard, really hard. Well, in, in, I mean, in this year's recruiting class, possibly we've had we've, we've had four coaches win ten games the last fifteen years. Like it's not like Oregon is just was just Mario Cristobal and that was it, right? We've had three coaches win Rose Bowls. We should have had a fourth with that '07 team. And so far, Lincoln Riley has taken the recruits that he's already re- recruited Oklahoma and brought them to USC. Now he might flip a couple of the Oregon kids that, that just decommitted from San Diego and, and one possibly from, from the LA area and bring them into USC. But there hasn't like been this windfall yet that we've got all these recruits coming to USC. And the, the funny part is we act like USC never got a five. JT Daniels was, he was, he was Quinn Ewers before it happened. He, he, he uh, reclassified, he came in early. He did all of those things. And, you know, USC still gets uh, uh, um, the Corey Foreman five-star defensive end last year. We don't, we act like USC never gets players. They've gotten players. Now they have a better coach, obviously. But um, I'm really not worried about USC all that much. There's plenty of talent to go around, and we played them once in the last three years. We, we don't play them; they're in a different division than us. Uh, let's let's go to last night. Uh, which Vikings are the Vikings? First half of the second half? Both. Yes, they're both the Vikings. That, that's the problem with them, right? <laughs> you just don't know what you get each week. There are moments when they look like a legit playoff contender, right? Especially that first half when they're pushing people uh, around up front when Cousins is finding Jefferson. But even even in success, there were some ugly plays by Cousins, right? He missed Jefferson on a little skinny post in the end zone. He had an over route on third and one. He threw a complete duck. Obviously, he threw an interception, a bad interception in the second half. And the Vikings just kind of play these close games every week. And so it's really hard to believe what they are. That's, that's just what they are. They're a team that everyone predicted who would watch any sort of football that even though the game was 23 nothing, I believe the score halftime, this would be a game at the end. And it was, right? Pittsburgh's driving down the field to possibly score and, and cover, which would have been most important, but then obviously try for a two-point attempt uh, to get the game to overtime. So it, it, this is who they are. This is what they're going to be. They're up and down. They're inconsistent. And I, that mostly stems, I think you take the personality of your quarterback, and they have an inconsistent quarterback. What do you think, what do you think of what happened – uh, with Chase Claypool, like like if you're an offensive lineman and he does the first down point and it delays your chance to get another score, how do you react when you get in the locker room? Yeah, it's not good. Um, and then he went after Trey Turner, who's a respected veteran, playing the Super Bowl before. Um, and then I think he, if I saw that right, he blamed uh, Trey Turner again in the post game. And uh, like, buddy, just hand the ball back to the official. That's all. You, that's, that's your job. And I mean, your job not single first down. No one cares. You're losing. Just hand the ball back to the official. It's that simple. Um, and there's going to be their words in the locker room, I would imagine, today. I would imagine Mike Tomlin talks to him. Um, you just can't do that. And, and obviously, the ball was knocked away, I think, by, by Kendricks and the Vikings, um, not even Trey Turner. And it's because the, you know, the ref wasn't looking at it either, right? I mean, the, these guys are arguing while trying to get the ball out. Just you, you, you made a catch, give the ball to the official, go put the, the ball back on the spot. Give yourself an opportunity to win. Um, it just looks it's a it's a really bad look uh, when you're trying to win a game like that and you waste about ten seconds. Is ben, I mean, I, I like Ben's washed up, right? Is there any other, more yes. football for Ben at, at, after this year? No, there shouldn't have been any more football before this season. Like I, I, this is 
the Steelers are in a difficult spot because they're not going to draft high enough for a quarterback. I mean, I guess this year they could because it's not really a great prospect out there. Maybe, you know, Kenny Pickett falls to them in the, in the mid-teens. Um, but they really are kind of in a weird spot where they have a, a decent roster, young offensive line, obviously young running back. They have skill position players, have pass rushers. You just need a quarterback. And do you go get yourself a Gardner Minshew in free agency? Uh, do you go find a Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral in the draft? Uh, do you trade for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? I mean, they're going to have to make an investment uh, on a big-time quarterback because they have a talented roster and a coach, by the way, who wins a lot of football games. You're in contention each year. If you had another quarterback into the mix, they have an opportunity to be um, – to be really good again, so they have to. That's that's their work for this offseason. It's finally as a quarterback. Um, okay, the Ravens take on the Browns this week. Browns are actually a three-point favorite. Some of this comes from the fact that the Ravens, especially Lamar Jackson, he's turned it over a lot more this year throwing the football than he had previously. Why has the Ravens' offense been more pedestrian this year than years past? Well, they have no one to play. They're all hurt. I mean, like this is the problem. Is <laughs> I mean, Doug, they might need you to come play corner for them this week. They have no one to play football. This is why. I like the Browns in this game. The Ravens are so beat up, and Lamar Jackson is trying to do it all because he has to do it all. There's no other options. There's no there's no one else to help him. There's, he's on his fifth string running back. You know, he's got his left tackles out, his right tackles out, the guards out. You know, they had some guys leave and retire over the last couple of years, and he's been doing it all. So the, I think the interceptions just come from him trying to do too much because he realizes that his defense is. Efficiency-wise, like in the, in the upper 20s, which it hasn't been his entire career, because he's getting injuries. Everyone's hurt. So I think this is – uh, and we're seeing kind of the offense decline because of that. And then defensively, obviously, they're having issues, as I mentioned, with a bunch of injuries. But Harbaugh's – I mean, they're getting it done enough. But I think this is a, a, a tough matchup for them because Brown's off a bye, needing to win a game in the worst way. Everyone's hating on them. It feels like there's a cycle with the Browns, right? When, when people kind of start hating on them and start hating on Baker, they play really well one week and everyone – Sort of, sort of praises them, I guess, and they kind of fall back down again. So, um, I'll take the, the Browns here. One thing to watch out though is I, I think I'm right on this. Uh, Stefanski has yet to cover a single game against his division. He might have one. He might have covered one game this year against his division. Uh, that excludes playoff game from last year when obviously they, they, they beat the Steelers. But um, it, 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 he didn't coach that game right now, right in the playoffs. So I, I, I don't think he's covered against his division, which is not a good sign. Uh, okay, what do you make of the Bills and their inability to beat the Patriots who only threw the ball three times? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's fun as offensive linemen. They were, and, and the Patriots were in like five run plays. It wasn't like they had this whole <clears throat> menu of runs. up. You don't, you don't have that many runs in games. You don't just have this menu of <clears throat> 25 formations to run, to run the ball out of in, in a game week. Buffalo, so defensively, they're still rated pretty high, but they really – have struggled against any quarterback who's decent, right? The, the Colts beat him up a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, the Patriots just offensively are decent, and, and they kind of got after him a little bit. Um, and so they're just having some, especially with, with White out, the pass defense will change a little bit. But offensively is, I think, where a lot of their issues are. They're just not as efficient as they were last year. Part of that is Josh Allen. It, it appears maybe 2020 was the outlier season, right? That 2019 is more what he'll be for his career, and he's been less efficient this year, making some errant passes, just not the same player he was last year. Their offensive line is kind of meh this season, and they're just having issues on offense, and it, it kind of makes the defense's job a lot more difficult. I think they have a really tough game this weekend at Tampa. Tampa is, just like last year, December comes, and they are just starting to play a lot better, right? They're, they've won three straight. They covered three straight. Uh, they're starting to get their defenses. Vita Vea's back, a little healthier on defense. Offensively, the offensive line's playing great. Brady looks like he's going to win the MVP. I think the Bills are in for a world of hurt this weekend in Tampa. Hmm. The Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Are the Chiefs – how how do you explain Pat Mahomes' struggles, even though the Chiefs are winning? Well, defensively, they've been they've been really good the last five weeks. Um, the thing, so the Chiefs' offense it actually it's surprising they actually are able to score sometimes. And I'll explain why that is. Not because I don't think they have the pieces and parts and coaches; they have all that. Is when you have like one player who's not good on your offense, or two, even two maybe. 
I, I was this guy once, my first start in the NFL. I was playing right tackle for the Panthers in 2009. We're playing Sunday Night Football against the Vikings. It was Jared Allen, Ray Edwards, the Williams brothers on defensive line, and they were terrified I was going to suck. And so they did everything they could that game to help me. They had a tight end. We ran rollouts, play action pass, all the stuff to help me out. You can do that when, when one guy is struggling. But when you have drops, penalties, interceptions, you know, uh, you know, kind of a poor mechanics at times. Then you know another drop pass, and then you know then a, a, a you know the a miscommunication on a route concept. You can't really game plan yourself out of that, right? You just kind of have to hope that practice and game flow and some confidence allows you to kind of work through those errors. And we see at times the Chiefs look really good on offense as they're moving the ball. Then all of a sudden, when they kind of stall out, you kind of tell the confidence of the unit. I think just evaporates a little bit, and they play a little bit more timid, not wanting to make mistakes. Obviously, look, if you drop a pass for interception, you know, not a little timid next next drive, right? So I think they're they're close to it. Just they need like a a half or full game where they just don't have anything stupid happen to them. And maybe it's this weekend against the Raiders, um, but if, if they have just kind of one game where it just all goes right, I think that'll give them the confidence to not to not really have those moments in games where it looks like they, they don't trust themselves. Uh, yeah. The Niners are interesting to me. Like I, I, I think they beat Cincinnati. They're favored by Cincinnati. I, I believed in them. And, but, but then what happens last week? Yeah. Well, the Bengals are kind of the same way, right? When everyone believes in the Bengals, they lose to the Jets or they get, uh, you know, they had a, a rough one last week against the Chargers. Yeah, the Niners are, are interesting. Um, do you know that? Do you know that? I, I think I, I, my podcast group told me this. Teams after the teams that play Seattle, the, the Niners. Excuse me, the Niners. The next week they're one and eleven this season. But the Niners, think like they just, they just beat teams up. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, they're just it's the quarterback, right? If you don't know what you're getting each week from from Jimmy, and I think they win this weekend because they're just better than the Bengals. The Bengals have a quarterback with a busted finger. They're just not as good. And the Niners with the run game, with what they can do on defense, I think they win this game. But it's just Jimmy Garoppolo, right? You are the personality of your quarterback. I said about Cousins. And Jimmy's too up and down. And so the team plays up and down around him. Jeff Schwartz, you can check him out uh, on Fox Football Saturday with Steve Hartman tomorrow, each Saturday on Fox Sports Radio, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Schwartzy, thanks for joining us. Take care, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we get to the pit, or every Friday at this time, we get to the picks. Well, we got them. Five NFL, five college. Five on three. One, two, three. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go. All right, we're at 62% for the NFL season. 66, 43, and one. No college picks, obviously, this week with... Uh, a limited slate. So we'll just go to the NFL picks, shall we? Uh, the Buffalo Bills coming off an embarrassing performance on Monday night. Yes, I use the word embarrassing. I don't think you use the word embarrassing in the question, but in the answer, it's embarrassing. They're taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are undefeated at home. The Buccaneers are three and a half point favorites at home, and they hold in their hand a three-game winning streak. Come from behind win over the Indianapolis Colts, sandwiched, sandwiched by a win over the Giants, a win over the Falcons. The difference, though, is that I believe the Bills will play up to the level of their competition. I believe the Bills are actually uh, the, the way in which they're built. And I know you lost your best cover corner, but they're built, truthfully built, to, uh, to play against a team that doesn't run the football. I, that, that's how their defense is built to play against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Tape Bay Buccaneers. I, I also think that Richard Sherman being back for the Buccaneers is not a good thing. I, the back end of that defense has been weak. And Sherman, he barely played this year before popping a calf. And I just, I don't understand how you hide him. I think Buffalo gets a win. I'm, I'm calling a Buffalo win. They're three and a half point dogs. Give me Buffalo. Mm-mm. The uh, the Saints take on the Jets, and while the Saints not been good as of late, right? They've lost five in a row, five in a row. They're still hanging around in play a chance to get into the playoffs. Okay, guess who's back? Alvin Kamara is back, and he's that sort of game changer for them. Right, that sort of game changer for him because. Um, you know, he had a minor tweak of the hamstring before week 11. Now he's back. Uh, remember, Mark Ingram and Ty Montgomery are both on the reserve COVID-19 list. Like, what a what a mess. Uh, Brian Ramchek is out. Okay. Pete Werner's out. Caden Ellis is out. And even Cameron Jordan. Cam Jordan is on the reserve COVID list since Monday. So we don't know. He's apparently vaccinated, so all he needs is two negative tests, but has not been cleared to play. But they're going to get Marcus Davenport back. They're going to get C.J. Gardner-Johnson back as well. They're starting to get a little healthier, but more importantly, you have Alvin Kamara. He's that sort of game changer. The Jets stink. We all know the Jets stink, so it's just a question of how decent are the Saints. The Saints are decent enough. Saints are five-and-a-half-point favorites in New York. Saints win. Saints cover. 
This may surprise some people. This may surprise some people. Okay. Um, Carolina Panthers are taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Carolina Panthers are favored. They've lost two in a row. They've lost three out of four. Obviously, they they beat the uh, the Arizona Cardinals, which makes absolutely no sense. Did does anybody realize that they fired their offensive coordinator? Do you know Carolina fire? Do you guys know that? Right. And they hired a guy who and firing, you know, Joe Brady, who was the guy behind the LSU offense two years ago that won the national championship. You know, now they're trying to get Cam Newton going. I don't think a coordinator can change it. I I just don't. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I know a coordinator can't change it. He can't throw the football. Jeff Nixon, I think, will help. We'll call better plays. Meanwhile, I like Atlanta. Atlanta's trending in a different direction than the Carolina Panthers. Are they good? Like, no. But of the bad teams, they're better than most of them. They really are. They lost the Buccaneers. They beat the Jaguars. They've lost three or four as well. I think Atlanta goes down there as a two and a half point dog and wins. Give me Atlanta as an underdog. Um, we told you before, we're bigger fans of the San Francisco 49ers than others. They're taking on Cincinnati. Cincinnati, all kinds of injuries. Most notably, injuries to their uh, their quarterback. Joe Burrow's got a bad hand. I'm going to take San Francisco to win. San Francisco to cover. They're point and a half favorite. And then the Cleveland Browns take on the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens have been finding ways to survive inferior opponents all season long. The Ravens are a team that, you know, just lost the hands of the Steelers. We've seen the Steelers. And though they beat the Browns 16 to 10, the Browns were less healthy then. They're healthier now, whereas the Ravens are less healthy than they were when they won, and they're on the road. I like Cleveland to win, Cleveland to cover. So, San Francisco, Buffalo, Atlanta, New Orleans, Cleveland, those are the picks. Five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Did you guys hear Ron Ron Rivera? So uh, this is, let me play for you first. Mike McCarthy, kind of a soft guarantee, right? But here's Mike McCarthy basically guaranteeing that the Cowboys are going to win the game. We're comfortable who we are, where we are, uh, but I'm excited about what's in front of us because, you know, know, we're going to win this game. Um, I'm confident in that. Here's uh, Riverboat Ron, Ron Rivera, his reaction. I think it's interesting. I don't think it's important. I think that's the big mistake is because as far as I'm concerned, you know, you do that for a couple of reasons. One is you want to get in our head. And so I've told our players, this is that's interesting. It's not important. What's important is our preparation, getting ready to play on Sunday. Secondly, he's trying to convince his team. I think that's another mistake because he's now made it about him and what he said. It's not about his players anymore. Uh, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Yes and no. It's not about his players anymore. It's it's not what he said. We're comfortable in who we are. It's about we. You know, Ron can try and do the device divide and conquer sort of thing, right? Divide you guys up and, and like, but that doesn't really work. Not in real life. The Cowboys aren't going to win or lose based upon Mike McCarthy's comments, nor are the Redskins going to divide the Cowboys based upon Mike McCarthy's comments. <laughs> just, the Cowboys, I think, are better. I, I saw the Washington football team play last weekend. Uh, remember, they're playing without Chase Young. They're playing without Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're playing on guts, and they they found a way. They They found a way. But it's such a massive step up in level of competition when you throw in what the Dallas Cowboys are, are throwing out there. And the Cowboys aren't perfect. You know, they don't have Tony Pollard, so they're not going to be as good, as dynamic in the running game. But the Cowboys are better, right? Like if you line up 22 starters, you're taking in the 17, 18 variety, most notably at quarterback, you're taking the Cowboys, aren't you? I don't, I don't think that has anything to do, anything at all to do with Mike McCarthy's comments. I want to share with you something that uh, has been broadcast on Twitter. I, I put it out there and 
you know, when Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker came back to the Knicks this year, people were like, wow, finally Kemba, a New Yorker, who had great success, obviously, at UConn, great success in the Garden with UConn, winning the Big East Championship on a step-back jump shot, and, of course, went on to win a national championship. Kemba is a beloved figure, not just in New York, but also in the NBA. Like, dudes like Kemba. But he hadn't been the same as not just age, but the attrition, his knee, and the, the numbers, the analytics were bad when he was on the floor this year. But he went from being a starter to being out of the rotation. This is what Kemba said about being benched. Nobody feels bad for you, you know? It's a situation where you just have to, just got to push through. Not everything is always going to go great throughout your career. That's not how this works. That's not how life works. Everything doesn't always go your way. Everything is always not, just not right. Adversity hits everyone at some point in their life, some point in their career. And it's all about how you, how you go through it and how you get out of it. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, that that's true. That's true. That's what that is what life is in fact about, right? It's about how you get through that adversity. Completely true. Like and, and Kemba's a good teammate and a good dude, but but more than anything, it's isn't it interesting? Like the juxtaposition, and I I understand. Simone Biles and what she was going through is very, very different. And she had obviously the off the mat horrors um, of the Larry Nasser situation. So you're comparing non-comparables. Okay. But the point I was making yesterday and I'll continue to make in regards to how athletes are viewed is we view athletes as, and how they're supposed to react, how we want them to react. And I think how I would want to react if I'm an athlete like Kemba Walker, right? That when things go bad or things aren't right, like you just kind of got to figure it out. You got to push through it. If you don't trust your performance, you know, you don't, if you, you think you're going to fail, you are like, you got to figure out a way to maintain your poise under extreme pressure to not give in to the, 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 the trappings of anxiety, which are out there for you. Now, every athlete's different, but it's the, Kemba saying what the reality is like, nobody really feels sorry for you. You want to go out and show us you get benched. Somebody else's opportunity, not yours. You know, in the NFL, when they say next man up, they don't concern themselves with the man who's down for somebody else to be up. Right. Yes. Jason Stewart. What I like a lot about that is how candid he is about, uh, this is kind of a new thing for me. And I'm thinking that, Kemba Walker has always been a starter. I'm guessing he's always been one of the featured players on his team since he was really small. So, like when when people reach the ceiling of their career type of a deal, how do they handle it? Because it has to be kind of a slap in the face a little bit. I mean, all of us that have been played sports have reached that ceiling where at some point somebody told us you're not good enough to play anymore, you know? And it's like, it, I, I just like when athletes are like really raw and candid in those moments. Like he doesn't quite know what to do. He just knows he's going to fight through it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's, that's accurate. I think that's most, I don't you think that's most guys. Yeah, I just like the I like how he put it. I just liked yeah. how candid he was about it. Yeah. I look and and I mean I understand the harshness of it, but that's the harsh reality of athletes. It's no different honestly than Tony Romo when Tony Romo tried to come back and Dak Prescott was the starting quarterback and he's like, "Look, football's a meritocracy. I got hurt, this guy took off. It's his job now." That that reality stinks. Stinks and stings. But there, there's you can't have a the idea of having a pity party, and maybe it's different in in different different sports, different disciplines. But in the stick and ball sports of professional sports in America, I I I think this is more how it goes. You know, it's it's like the Cam Newton thing. I don't have any animus towards Cam Newton. I just don't think he can throw a football anymore. None. I don't think he can throw it. And I've been proven correctly by watching him play. And at some point, Cam, you know, Cam Newton is going to be either a back, decide I'm going to be a backup or I'll be out of the league and I'll do television or maybe he has enough money, doesn't have to do television. I, I don't know. I like Kemba though. And I love the reality 
and how he sells it as very matter of fact, very matter of fact. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Wait till you hear the latest on the Oregon head coaching search. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I think we're going to have to do the Christmas movie rankings next next week, aren't we? Right, this Christmas vacation. 
Uh, there's the Scrooge movies. There's a bunch of them. There's, uh, Elf is a, is a very good one. It's my son's personal favorite. Home Alone, right? Big one as well. Isn't that, isn't it like a, a two-layered thing? It's like, is this even a Christmas movie? There's that conversation. And then what's the greatest Christmas movie? Like Die Hard is always the center of that one, right? Yeah, it's a it's a very like standard sports radio. I got nothing to talk about, so we'll do <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas so movie? True, right? Like I don't know. For most, if, if if it is, you can vote on it. If it's not, you don't. You know. I just get so emotional when I see Nakatomi Plaza. I just do. Let's get to the press. The press. Byer. Byer, what do you got? Doug, we start out with this Oregon coaching situation. This is what happened. Atlanta Journal-Constitution broke the news that Dan Lanning was going to leave Georgia to be the next head coach at Oregon with an announcement coming up on Monday. Journal-Constitution also reported that talks were ongoing to find out if Lanning would stay with Georgia through the college football playoff. Then Oregon's people, the people that cover the Oregon Ducks, reached out to the school, and multiple uh, outlets are quoting sources as saying the report is not accurate. That's the only thing that I have heard, Doug, from those reports are the Oregon sources is saying this is not accurate. John Wilner, who covers the Pac-12 for the uh, San Jose Mercury News, uh, tweeted out recently that he believes that Oregon will find their coach by the end of the weekend. It just won't be today. Um, so there's there's just a lot going on. But the report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is that Dan Lanning will be the next head coach at Oregon. Just odd. Right. I mean, again, I mean, here's a guy. His defense is amazing, and they've obviously done a great job in recruiting. He's a young guy with tremendous energy, but that's a weird one. Yeah, it's. I think it's just weird how this has come out, and then there's. It's almost like this fight to have the news, if that is truly the case. Unless Oregon is waiting on something else, they did interview Justin Wilcox yesterday. Uh, John Canzano uh, reported that there's uh, Kalanis, uh, Kalani Sataki is no longer an option for Oregon. He's at BYU now through a contract extension. There's obviously Chip Kelly, which has been talked about. In editorialing, uh, my personal opinion is I think Dan Lanning is going to be the head coach. I just don't think that uh, either side loves how this is maybe coming out. Uh, yeah, I, I, to me, I, I don't even, you know, I don't care how it comes out or any of that stuff. My, my issue is more, or what I'm more interested in is like, wow, that's a big job. It's a big job. And you don't have to have been a coordinator for a long time because, um, and, and look, youth is being served. You got a 35-year-old head coach at Notre Dame, a 35-year-old coach potentially at Oregon. That would be, uh, that yeah. would be interesting. And also be interesting to see what it does, as you point out, to Georgia's defense. You know, you're getting ready for the the playoff, a chance to get a rematch with Alabama, but you can't get to Alabama unless you, you know, you beat Michigan, who's obviously got the AP coach of the year and a staff that seems to be staying together. That one's fascinating, too. Yeah, lots uh, a lot to take in there. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh named the Associated Press Coach of the Year for this past season. Cincinnati's Luke Fickle finished second in voting. Baylor's Dave Aranda finished third. Why were people so fickle on Luke? I don't know, <laughs> Doug. Terrible. I, uh, I don't know. If terrible. if this this award basically came down to one game, right? If they beat Ohio State, he's the coach of the year. If they don't, he's not. And uh, and he won it. So Jim Harbaugh wins the award. I don't know if. Do you think that's what it is? Uh, yeah, I I, I think so. Like I think Luke Fickle would have won it if if uh, Michigan was was not in the college football playoff and have the one loss. But but he has done a really good job. Sure, we would agree. We would agree there. Yeah, and he's 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 been. It's been interesting what he's how he's decided to do it, right? Where he's hired guys. You know, he hired a Josh Gaddis. He hired a, a very young staff, and he changed. He evolved. So I I do think there's a certain level of hey, they he deserves some respect for. That's really hard for people to 
to decide to do a 180 and a change that way. If they don't beat Ohio State, I think that Mel Tucker, who finished fourth in voting, is actually higher than Jim Harbaugh when it comes down to it. Even if Michigan beat Iowa by one, I still think that he would have been the the coach of the year. But uh, Jim Harbaugh wins that honor. On to the NFL, Doug. Your Chargers have the Giants coming to town, led by Jake Fromm at quarterback. Chargers are going to be a bit shorthanded, though. Keenan Allen ruled out because of his positive COVID test. The good news, according to head coach Brandon Staley, is that Mike Williams will be able to, uh, should be able to be cleared from his protocols and play on Sunday. Mm. So they get Mike Williams back, but they lose Keenan Allen, but they take on the Giants. Uh, who just got Mike Glennon back from COVID protocol. There you go. That, that that changes things. But the Giants aren't very good. Texans head coach David Culley said rookie quarterback Davis Mills will start against Seattle and for the rest of the season if healthy. Why? Uh, why not get more of a look at him? Maybe they're tanking. Maybe they're just trying to... I mean, they're tanking well with or without him. Right? They're, they're doing a very good job of it. Uh, but what Houston looks like next year is going to be really interesting. You know, I They'll have a different quarterback, might have a different coach, might have a completely different team. I forgot this point when we were talking about college football. Two points, actually. Jim Knowles, the Oklahoma State defensive yep. coordinator that's leaving for Ohio State, he is not going to coach the bowl game now. So he won't coach the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, Brett McMurphy of the Action Network saying Knowles is getting a $1.9 million contract annually to go to Ohio State. The NCAA, too, is stopping the fake slide that Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett used to score in the ACC title game against Wake Forest. Referees are set to call the play dead at any point where the quarterback would attempt to start his fake. Huh. Okay. That was a that was a long that, that was a, a very short period of time yes. when when that got uh that got changed, right? Like for everything that's slow moving about the NCA, they were really quick to move that one. That yeah, and, and obviously everybody said, "Oh, next year. How about next week that that rule will be changed uh, for next week?" Jumping back to the National Football League, Lions placed running back Jamal Williams on the reserve COVID list. No DeAndre Swift Sunday against the Broncos, and also T.J. Hawkinson doubtful for that game. As Detroit tries to make it back-to-back wins, but now severely shorthanded going to the Mile High City. Yeah, and and they're a they're a massive underdog. Like I I can't. I can't see them winning that game. And and by the way, that, that helps Denver as Denver's kind of yes. hanging around to try and get in the playoffs. The NCAA issued penalties following its multi-year probe into the Auburn basketball program. Off Auburn facing four years probation, fines, and reduced scholarships. Head coach Bruce Pearl got a two-game ban for failing to monitor former assistant Chuck Person. Person, by the way, gets a 10-year show-cause penalty. Hmm. Uh, well... Harris Adler is a friend of mine, and he got a one-year show clause, even though he hasn't been in the business for a couple of years. So that one's that one's kind of interesting, kind of unique. Um, I mean, Chuck Person's never going to coach in college again. Auburn already had already sat out of last year's NCAA tournament, so kind of much to do about nothing really. And Wizards forward Kyle Kuzma fined fifteen grand for giving the finger to a fan in Detroit. Which finger? <laughs> Give him the bird. I know he did. Fly, I, I think, wasn't high. it after he hit a game winner? Yeah, could could have been. I think it was after he hit a game I, winner. I should be more up on Wizards basketball, as they are playing uh, pretty well this year. Steve Kerr tabbed as the replacement to Greg Popovich for Team USA. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Okay. So, look, this is an interesting weekend, right, as we're getting ready for bowl season, but it's not quite bowl season, so... Uh, Saturday is basketball tonight. You got NBA basketball and then Sunday, obviously the NFL games. And then next weekend, obviously we're getting ready for much more, many more bowl games and the thing starts to change. Uh, I, I'll give you a little tip. I think Oklahoma city play, takes on the Lakers. Remember the Lakers had them down 26 last time. These two teams matched up in Oklahoma city and the thunder came back and won. I think this is a get right game for the Lakers, even though it's back to back nights. I think they thump Oklahoma city. We'll talk on Twitter. You got my picks. Join us Monday on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.